Welcome to the Long COVID podcast with me, Jackie Baxter. I am really excited to bring you today's episode. Please do check out the links in the show notes where you can find the podcast website, social media and support group, as well as a link to buy me a coffee if you are able. You should not rely on any medical information contained in this podcast and related materials in making medical health related or other decisions. Please do consult a doctor or other health professional. I love to hear from you. If you've got any suggestions or feedback or just want to say hey, then please do get in touch. I really hope you enjoy this episode. So here we go. Welcome to this episode of the Long Covid podcast. I'm very pleased to be joined today by David Douglas and Gareth Williams from the Scottish opera Breath Cycle. We're going to chat a bit about what they've been doing and how they've been trying to help people with long COVID. So welcome both of you to the podcast. Hiya. How you doing? So would you both be able to give a quick introduction of who you are and what it is that you do? So my name is David Douglas. Uh, I'm a classical tenor, so I'm a classical singer. Um, I work for Scottish Opera in various different uh, places, so I do a lot of education stuff and I also sing in the chorus. Um, yeah, I'm a bit of a jack of all trades, really. I kind of go wherever I'm needed. Um, yeah, so that's that's me. And I am Gareth Williams. Jackie, thanks for having us. I am a composer and songwriter. I mostly make operas. Over the last 10 years or so, I also make music theatre and, I, and I, I write songs with various partners and collaborators. But the thing I suppose that always interests me across the projects I write is, is trying to find new participants and new collaborators and new audiences for a genre like opera. Because I think that's something that really fascinates me. And I think that it always leads to something really fun when you go for that as part of your kind of job. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. And thank you both for being here. So could we talk a bit about the Breath Cycle project? Um, what does it entail and what got you involved in it? Breath Cycle is a singing and songwriting project. And we are, I'm going to say we're still in our pilot stage because I love the word pilot. It's sort of, it means you can relax a little bit and we're just trying things out and we're getting to the bottom of how we can help here. But th- this version of Breath Cycle now in 2022 is sort of underpinned or it's a sequel to a project back in 2013 that I led at Scottish Opera called uh, Breath Cycle where we worked specifically with people with cystic fibrosis. So we partnered with um, Garden Naval Hospital, a respiratory ward and the respiratory consultant, the, the physios there and we put together a way of teaching, singing and measuring impact in many ways with a group of people who had cystic fibrosis. Now very, very different, obviously. There are similar kind of crossovers in that. You know, we're talking about people with chronic lung function. And at that time, what was novel to us is that we were talking about a group of people and working with a group of people who couldn't actually meet in real life due to the danger of cross-infection. So in a very early outing, we were working on Skype and we were teaching singing and, and get, bringing people together online. And it felt very prophetic then you know down the line when that first lockdown came in and when this COVID kind of shadow arrived it felt like we had some knowledge and some experience 
that would help us kind of get involved. And it sort of felt very prescient. And all of a sudden, we were all discussing how to learn how to sing on, on, online and how to hang out online and, and how to deliver the things we love across the internet. So that's the little bit of history about breath cycle. So we're back now and we're working specifically with groups of people who have long COVID. We want to get them singing and we want to get them songwriting. Awesome. Um, and I guess because you'd already done it, you were a few steps ahead of the game in terms of your setup. It's funny. I think um, we took a little bit of time to still put it together because I think you can still, if you march too soon on these things, you can march off in the wrong direction very easily. And it took a little bit of time to, to get to the bottom of the seriousness of this, the, how common it is. There's been a lot of eye-opening moments, as we've discussed with Jane Davidson at, at Scottish Opera, how to put this package together and how to offer something that will be beneficial. Now, beneficial to the participants. Also, I always have to talk about the fact that there is an exchange of knowledge here because the participants are also bringing us, and David will tell you about this too, they're bringing us something very incredible very singular very special back because we're, we, we as, as a kind of company then are starting to hear about these stories and connect them to our songs and to our and to our you know ways of teaching singing and learning about singing absolutely the thing is i think that um everybody's experience is so different and us as facilitators are sort of figuring out how best to support everyone in general but essentially you know not one size fits all which is why we have like a team of people involved in this so that we can really if someone doesn't have the answer to someone's question we can sort of call on each other and really make sure that we're really giving the best advice and the best session that we can each week yeah that's a very good point the idea of yeah everybody's symptoms seem to be so different um i spoke to a researcher a few months ago i think and they were saying that they'd condensed the symptoms down to being about 200 but that was still lumping together quite a lot of stuff so it's a a very widespread kind of thing in terms of symptoms I remember us playing playing the game I remember denying time so we could play that game again I felt young I felt both been involved in the previous two cycles because this is the third one that's going to start quite soon is that right where we are at the moment we are in the second block of delivery at the minute so yeah david and i we started i think we started in september 21 would that be right david and yeah we we're we're working in 12 week blocks just to we get we want to get to the bottom of a methodology i suppose and we want to see how it works and 
and we have a, just a group of participants who are very very helpful in giving us feedback and talking about what they're getting out of it David and the other two vocal coaches um, you know are sort of just trying things out each week and putting together something then that we hope what we would like to do after these three blocks I think is have something that we go here here we go folks we have we now are developing this methodology and this way of rolling this out to help as many people as possible yeah fab can we talk about what happens in each session then? Maybe talk talk us through a standard kind of what you do. Okay, so first of all, in a, a singing session or a sort of breathing session, as first of all, people come in, very gentle start. So I have a really soft start. Everyone can check in how they're doing. Take a kind of good five minutes. Just I often ask people, you know, like it give us a sort of one to ten because it's hard obviously with lots of people that if everyone starts talking over zoom it's really quite difficult um so we use the chat box quite a lot just to sort of gauge where people are at so how people are feeling today one to ten we use that quite a lot in terms of just to sort of gauge where people are at at the start of the session as to where they are at the end of the session sometimes people can actually be more tired at the, the end of the session or sometimes they'll actually feel a little bit more rejuvenated or more energy so everyone as we say is completely different but we'll start there's three of us so each tutor will sort of take a different thing each week so we'll start with them um, posture and breathing and that's just really to set up the body to make sure that we're, we're able to take in as an efficient breath as possible um, and a lot of breathing is down to getting good posture not be slouching not be too far back so we work on that and the good thing is that they can see us and they can really see what, what, what we're doing we'll then do some breathing exercises which will be some sort of like fricative stuff so you're kind of breathing in or you're shh, 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 just to engage the, the sort of muscles and make them it's just getting everything warmed up and then we'll move on to a bit of a gentle vocal warm-up. Again, everybody's so different that, you know, we make sure that every the participants know that just to stop when they feel it's too much or if we get too high or too low. Uh, and then we'll introduce a song each week. We do have breaks. It sounds like I'm talking quite a lot. We then have a little break. <laughs> and then we'll introduce a song each week or we'll work on a song over two weeks. Um, and we will um, sort of introduce that song get everyone a bit familiar with it. And then at that point, we break off into smaller groups. So we'll go into sort of um, break off rooms so that we can do a little bit more in-depth work on what we've just done. And then we can get the feedback from our individual groups. And we, we stay in the same group for a whole term. So I'll have the same, say, 10, 12 people for the whole time. So I can build that relationship up with them. And then finally, we all come back in together do a bit of a check-in again and sometimes a, a, just a nice sort of bit of meditation or some nice music or someone will sing just to kind of bring everything back down to relax and that is the basic formula that we've kind of decided on over out of the first block we decided that that was a formula that really worked and people seem to like it in the variety and also the variety of different tutors so that's that's the basics of it yeah, that sounds fab. Um, did you break them off into like ability or is it a bit more random in the breakout rooms? It's a bit more random, actually. It's a bit more random. It's From the very start, it's hard to um, gauge ability as well. But I always say that really take whatever nuggets of information that you want to take. I say to everyone, if I am doing an exercise and you think this just doesn't work for me at all, just ignore it and we'll find something else. And that's a really important thing about having three tutors because although essentially we're all working towards the same goal, it's about the language that we may use 
someone might not understand how I'm explaining something, but then I can get one of the other vocal tutors to just help out with that. Or we have, like, we'll have a nice chat after each session. And if there's anything that flags up, maybe I'll say I was really struggling to explain something to some somebody in particular, and then I'll get advice from the other tutors. And then that way I'm, I'm kind of armed next week to go in and really help. And I think we, we really care about this project. And I think we really care about helping as much as we can in each session. We'll be right back. I'm interrupting myself for a second to tell you about Long Covid Breathing. The fabulous Vicky Jones and I have teamed up to bring you Long Covid Breathing. We are both passionate about sharing our expertise and experience of the breath and how incredibly helpful that can be with Long Covid. We've worked together to develop a course that is specifically tailored to those with Long Covid. It's a six-week course with 12 sessions, all delivered online. The community feel and learning that we're all sharing is such a joy. To find out more information and to sign up for our courses, workshops and other shorter sessions, please check out the link below, longcovidbreathing.com or email longcovidbreathing at gmail.com to start your breathing journey with us. I think um, the reason I love projects is like this is the, the, the thing that got me in was was back at the start of my composing career, watching singing lessons. I think singing lessons are really graceful music lessons. Jackie, you're a cellist, you know, so, so there are, I, I, there's lots of different kind of lessons and workshops and masterclasses and things that happen in music. But the singing lesson, I think, is the most beautiful because it's about bringing something internal out and it's very different it's very tied to the breath it's it's just beautiful breathing and um, and i suppose in a sense so is playing the cello so is playing the violin you know it's, it is always tied to the breath isn't it phrases are just big breaths when you're asking people to sing back for example a nice long note some of them might only be able to sing it back for four seconds some of them might be able to sing it back for eight seconds so a lot of the exercises have that space so as you know the same people can can sing the same thing and have a totally different experience of of exertion I suppose, and result but we're not training people for the stage that's not what this is about this this isn't like a kind of a reality show where, where the idea is that you'll walk on stage at the end this is about finding a daily practice and a daily almost the ritual of singing and and the therapeutic value that has and that's why what I, I just find the whole singing thing I just drop in and I'm just there as as like the project cat or something just watching people learning how to sing because then we have another session for the songwriters later in the same week. I totally agree with that. And I think it's really, it's a, such a valid point. It's, it, this is not a competition. Who can sing the longest the phrase? It's absolutely not to do with that at all. It's just about the benefits of singing are just so vast that, I mean, it, it covers so much just by the naturalness of singing and just that you're doing it. And if we can encourage people to do that more during the week, then we see improvements or they see improvements or they tell us that they see improvements yeah for sure are we able to talk a little bit about what's behind it in terms of the evidence at all at the minute we're we're in pilot stage jackie i do remember when in 2013 when i was working on the project with people with cystic fibrosis I chased the evidence the entire time and we did a lot of measuring um, responses. We were measuring um, FEV, we were measuring kind of lung capacity all the time. And we did find some really wonderful results with the group of 18 people that we worked with. 
Now, of course, you'd need much bigger numbers to start to get some significant data. But we were looking at lung capacity of around 14% increase and stuff over 12 weeks. Now, we chased that. What we were finding there was that by mimicking airway clearance and, and by mimicking respiratory um, physio with singing and, and concentrated on the breath and sort of getting all the breath out of the lungs, we were looking at exercises that did something similar to that and, and then measuring. This time, I'm less chasing the data and chasing the, the experience and the the well-being and the sense of, of achievement and, and the sense of community much more. Now, we are constantly asking for feedback and we have some questionnaires that we're asking participants to do every now and again so that's more the data that we're looking for at the moment daniela one of the vocal coaches you know has a background in helping people with copd and people with other lung conditions to sing uh, and then we have jessica and david as well as david mentioned the word gentle so this is a, a gentle process for now and we're slowly building you know on, on what's there and helping people to extend lung capacity and stuff but at the minute we're not taking any measurements on that perhaps down the line once we have a we know what the project is and um, we might look more into that and we're also looking at the wider benefits because obviously not everyone with long covid has the lung condition so it could be the tiredness it could be brain fog it's it's could just be sort of anxiety or just it's absolutely covering everything so we're really looking at as as a whole and how music and singing and breathing can really benefit is touch as many people as possible i suppose i want to jump in on that then because we've talked so much about the singing the physical singing and there is another strand to this project this time that it was there in previous iterations but this time we've, we've extended it out and put it and it's the the songwriting which is the, the the yang to the yang this double thing and songwriting i also put forward it's very cathartic and therapeutic activity um, and I say that and I, I spend most of my days trying to write songs and I'm a very stressed person right so I'm always wondering whether why I can't have some of these benefits but actually working in this project has reminded me of the kind of lovely joy there is in finding a song especially with a group of people gotta stand gotta walk keep it up keep it up gotta breathe gotta talk so I, I'm working with the participants on a Friday. We have a very different kind of session on a Friday morning. And I'm working with the writer, Martin O'Connor who's leading these sessions very, very often in the search for words and lyrics and stories and narratives and experience. And I think of Martin as like an empathy machine. He has a way of just making that hour we spent together on Friday one of the most gorgeous hours of my week. And I've had so much out of it. Um, similarly, as David says, there's a little bit of a structure in that you might start by giving yourself how you feel out of 10. But we would start with some little anecdotes from the week. We might listen to a song that somebody recommends and just have a little bit of a playlist that of songs that we like. We'll check in and then we'll start some observations, some connections between things and we're looking for the participants to generate material that we would then move into songs. Um, we've had songs so far, one song was about 
just being too damn tired to do the dishes. Right. And it's a gorgeous song by Sharon, one of her participants. And it's really beautiful because and that's the stakes. You know what I mean? Some days it's just about getting those dishes done. And I, like, I, I love that song. Other songs where Martin might offer a, an exercise that we pull an object into the room and talk about our relationship with that object and how it connects to memory, how it connects to feelings and, and things like that. So there are always little exercises, but ultimately the, the participants are starting to make their own songs, choruses, verses, couplets, just building these things up from scratch. And as I say, some of the participants have written to say they're, they're so grateful that we're making songs, but it's the other way around. I'm getting some of the most beautiful lyrics of my whole career so far with by working with these people who are facing this challenge and the songs become very present tense. They're really they're of this time and of this place. Yeah, definitely. There's uh, there's a lot of feelings and, and it, I think it can be very cathartic. I mean, I'm not a composer. I'm a, barely a musician anymore, but um, it can be quite kind of, yeah, cathartic almost. Well, it's also really lovely about um, the fact that you did, they did the songwriting last term is that we now have those songs this term that we're adding into our singing session. So to actually tomorrow, um, we are going to, for the first time, introduce one of the songs that I think it was it was two participants wrote from last term. I think they're still they're still here um, in the, the workshop. So we're, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that has an effect on the session tomorrow. And I mean, these songs are absolutely beautiful and when people heard them at the end on our final week we do a sort of sharing and when they they heard there was tears and everything it was absolutely beautiful and it was it was amazing that so much beauty could come out of people's pain which really it was an absolutely beautiful experience to be part of um, and actually my Wednesday with the breath cycle is it's actually the highlight of my week I absolutely love working with these people they're just they're so courageous to just even turn up and put their their computer on and log in and just be there and willing to take part in it and it's it's just such a joy to work with them oh that's so brilliant yeah and this idea of making something beautiful out of something horrible so, yeah i love that idea so there's the songwriting element i mean that's suitable for people even if they have no idea of how to write anything beforehand totally i think every single participant who's come has, has come up with something um that has surprised themselves in many ways as David says, in the terms of ability being very different with singers, it's also very different with creative people. Some people have experience of having written some poetry or some fiction or some or, or some academic writing. And then other people have absolutely no experience whatsoever. Martin O'Connor, I'll say it again, is just a genius at bringing people together and allowing them to access something like that. Just with these little prompts, little tasks, little suggestions and stuff is starting to happen. Now, very much that first block it was lyrics, uh, and I've noticed that some of the participants joining us on this block are are also musicians, and so there, so there are little melodies and stuff get starting to get formed too, and that's coming over to me, and I think there's this nice communal thing, but ultimately I sit down with this material and see what I can do with it a little bit and see how I can respond and bring it back and go, okay, this is where we are so far, so we're developing these songs slowly but surely, and it's not just lyrics now, there are, there are other melodies and ideas and chords starting to come from the participants. So I don't know where that's going to go yet, Jackie. It just feels like we're heading towards what I'm thinking of as a songbook. And so far, you know, we have, we have a few lovely, lovely songs starting to lock into what that is. That's fantastic. 
I mean, I think um, you touched on it earlier, the overall well-being. I mean, you know, we all know the impacts of lockdown and restrictions that have had on, on all of us, whether we've been unwell or not. But I think a lot of people when long COVID will feel particularly isolated because of their illnesses as well. So this sort of hugely beneficial social aspect to the project as well, I guess. Mm, absolutely. So they become part of a community, really. And I mean, they, they say they look forward to their Wednesday I'm sure the ones that go to the, the Friday session as well are, um, it, it just gives people something to, some some people who are maybe just need something to get out of bed for. And I think that is like a really important thing to have in, in their week. Um, and also just to be in a virtual room with other people who are experiencing the same thing as you. Um, and a lot of times what I've witnessed a lot of people, if someone was struggling, like, you know, rather than, than, than me trying to help someone else from the group will just say, I feel like this as well and it will get better. And just having this sort of reassurance there from, from a, a community is, is really important and it's, it's a really lovely thing as well. It's true. There's, uh, even just last Friday, there was a nice moment. You know what it's like when you schedule Zoom time? It sort of feels like it's going to happen between, you know, half 10 and half 11. And that's it. It schedules the start and the end of things. And last Friday, nobody wanted to finish. So, so the participants just stayed online for an extra half hour and had a good, you know, a good chat about any little bits of advice they might have picked up or any little hints or something that they felt was helping them with some lung capacity, with when they were needing a nap, when they weren't, what sort of activities were exhausting them quicker than others, how to cope with brain fog, just becoming this nice little place for sharing anecdotally just things that are helping and things like that. And I found that enormously moving, actually, that, that, that that's the sort of space we want to open up. Though it, and it's, it's the same in the singing sessions too. It's in the gaps between that we find that the beautiful things can happen sometimes, you know, and... It's, it's really lovely that, that, that we're now starting to get that kind of a community. So that can only build. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I've seen it happening sort of in support groups that actually the people with long COVID are the people that are discovering a lot of the stuff. And uh, you'd say, oh, well, this worked for me. And someone else will think, oh, amazing. I'll give that a try as well. So it sounds like you've created a, a similar kind of space, which is awesome. Well, we didn't. We opened up the space and people with long COVID have created it. And I, that's always the thing. You've got to, you've got to, more power to them. Exactly. And I think, you know, we, we want to make an artifact of this time. That's our songbook. We want to, it's like a time capsule of this strange thing that has happened. And I, Jackie, your podcast is that too. In a sense, it becomes an artifact. It becomes like a, a thing that says, I want to kind of grab and store this experience because it might have some value that we don't yet know about later as well, you know, for, for future generations, etc. Sure. I mean, you mentioned the songbook. Um, this is something that's going to get recorded, I think, isn't it? Is that right? So that's almost like making making the history yourself. Here's where we are at the minute. Like, I was, I've just been sitting down in my own little studio at home. I have my piano and a mic, and I'm just kind of doing some rough demo versions of the songs for now as they come and as, as we put them out. So those are back out there. And then I've brought those back to the participants and we were sharing them. But ultimately, yes, I would like other people to sing these songs. Um, as David says, one of the songs is now turning up back in the singing lessons as repertoire for us to learn. So we now have, we're generating our own repertoire as a group of people that we can then sing. One of the participants has written this very beautiful, what I would call almost like an aria. 
and has asked David to be the singer of that piece. So that's something that's coming down the line. So no pressure, David. So, but slowly but surely we're starting to get, yeah, a, a concept album or a, a songbook or a strange little lovely place where we have this material where it can live. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at the um, the song that we're doing tomorrow. Today I was singing it this morning just to, to learn it so I could help teach it. And it just feels so lovely being able to sing something that those participants have written. Um, and it's so connected to this project. And Gareth's music is absolutely beautiful. And, um, you know, so it's, um, it's such an honour to, to really be part of it. And I think it just feel much more connected to the words because I know who wrote the words. I know, you know, we've had discussions about it. And I feel like um, it's, yeah, it's such a, such a, a great thing to be able to do as a singer, to actually have the honour to sing those words. Um, so I'm delighted that um, she picked me to do this next song that's coming up. As long as you don't make it too hard, Gareth, okay? <laughs> like... Very, very high, David. For some reason, it's the only one. It's, re- it's a lot of top C's in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really great. Because like you said earlier, the um, you know obviously you guys are doing something amazing to help people with long COVID, but actually you are getting something back as well. It only works when there's an exchange, doesn't it? It's like that, that notion of, of, oh, we're here, we're bringing you this, it's, it's, it's the other way around. We're coming to you and certainly we're bringing our expertise and our time and Scottish Opera have, you know, chosen us as a little team to, to do that. But what we bring back to Scottish Opera, I think is equally as valid and, and, and as lovely and as important. And it's a great exchange. That's, that's the best model, I think, to ever follow in these things. Yeah, that's awesome. So what sort of feedback have you had from uh, from participants or from anybody else? Well, it's, it's always super positive at the end of the session. So also the um, there's been a sort of questionnaire that goes out at the end of each, each term as well. And really, it has been super positive. People just seem to be just so grateful for the opportunity to be part of it. Like Gareth said, we are so grateful that people come along and be part of it. Um, and it, is, it really is a two-way street. But um, it's just been such... It's like a dream project. It's such a positive experience. And the feedback has been so, so overwhelmingly good. So there's, there's vocal feedback. There's lots of ways to get it. There's a way... And I think singing teachers are particularly sensitive and just reading the room and making sure everyone's comfortable. And you can do that. So there's immediate feedback in the room each week about how things are going. And then we're asking people to complete some questionnaires about how they feel, the structure's working for them, how best we can suit. Jackie, this is really funny, but when we were designing the project back at the start, in our, so we automatically went for the, the kind of community choir vibe. So we would do Monday night, six to nine or like half seven to half nine or something like that you know do you know what i mean so for amateur singers who normally have done a day's work and then they come to their choir practice and we thought that's the perfect way to do this and of course then we had a little focus group of people with long covid who just come in and said are you serious do you think i've got energy at like half seven and so even that little intervention and that little bit of feedback made us go, oh, hang on. You know, we, that's what I mean about if you don't prepare, you march off in the wrong direction. And it's not a community choir. It's a different vibe. It's something else. And it's it's more, it's for songwriting, it's more like a coffee morning or something like that. And it's very much at times in the day when there is some energy and and you have a chance to, to actually involve. So, you know, lunchtime, around about the lunchtime, we kind of do a session midday and 
The other way we're getting feedback is like one of the participants wrote to Jane Davidson the other day, you know, who's head of education and head of outreach at Scottish Opera. The feedback, it just made me cry, to be honest. I had a good old cry about how the project was working for her and and her response to it. And um, it was really good. And and from that feedback, you, you, you see the struggle, you know, you see that, that there's a real investment. I've had a few cries, I'm not going to lie, but then I am a crier, as you all know. So I think I, I found it very emotional. Me too. I'm exactly the same. And I think that feedback that Gareth's talking about is, it's almost like if someone could write you a dream of how you wish the participants were feeling about the project. It just, it was, it was a lovely, lovely moment. But we also have this... Um, open channel of communication with Scottish Shop. There's always somebody there who's emailing out every week, how did you get on? And then they feed that back as well. So we're really sort of conscious that we want to make sure that we're every week that we are doing it right. And if there's anything that anyone would like to do differently or change or didn't work for them, well, then we try and make that, we try and adapt as we go. So that as, and I think the team at Scottish Opera who are sort of dealing with all the admin side of things, really do a great job with making sure that we keep in touch with everybody throughout the week. We'll be right back. Hey there, I'm just jumping in for a second to see if you're enjoying this episode. If you're finding it useful, maybe you would consider sharing it somewhere, a friend, a group, or even on your Twitter feed. If everyone was able to share just once, we'd be able to get this information out to even more people who really, really need it. So please consider sharing somewhere if you possibly can. I hope you enjoy the episode and thank you so much. Awesome. I mean, I think um, obviously people with long COVID feel like, I, I think a lot of people feel very abandoned. Um, so that you guys are doing something awesome to try and help, I think is going to be really, really appreciated. But also that you're listening to us as well, because there are many things that get set up without any kind of consultation and like you say a lot of them don't hit the mark because there hasn't been that consultation so that's really really great yeah it's easy to get it wrong isn't it and i think it, it just with a bit of time it's so much more satisfying to get it right um i don't think i realized how large scale this long covid is there are a lot of people jackie out there you know we had a session with gordon mcgregor the respiratory consultant at Glasgow Hospital, come in and talk to us about COVID and talk to us about the, even statistically, the amount of long COVID out there and, and what could be predicted to be the, the amount of people struggling with it. And it's it's not discussed very much in media and it's, it's a sort of off the radar problem at the minute and it's something that's going to affect the population. I Yesterday I had read that there were 67 symptoms. I mean, I, I believe you when you say there's 200. Um, it's why I think the more... We work with people the less I feel I know about it and it's very complex isn't it? Yeah it's very different person to person but also day to day as well. <laughs> it just doesn't help. It's Yeah it's very hard to pinpoint a problem that's intermittent isn't it? Um, that that comes and goes like that it's really hard to get a diagnosis and to really to nail a treatment so I, I, yeah I, I imagine it's very frustrating. Yeah definitely. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's really, really great. Um, and yeah, the fact that you are listening and adapting and stuff is obviously fantastic. So who is the project open to? Is it anybody worldwide or is it UK, Scotland? 
we're, we have stayed in our own time zone for now, Jackie. So I use that word pilot again. We're, we're piloting this year, I think. And so we have kept it uh, nationwide. So it's Scottish at the minute. But as it's online, there is no reason why we can't roll this out further, you know, down the line. I think if there's a need for it, and there certainly is, and, and, and especially it's, as I say, the amount of value that's coming back as well. It's it's a very lovely project. There's lots of reason to continue this and open it up. But at the minute, it's I think, David, it's nice to feel like we're in a safe space at the minute with a group of participants who are really responsive and can help us make sure it's it's right. But certainly, like I think we, we all would love to see it grow and grow. Absolutely. And I think the thing about it being on Zoom because initially I thought, oh, well, it would be really difficult on Zoom. But actually, a lot of the participants were saying that had it been in person, they wouldn't come because they'd be too tired. Um, also, it means that we can reach, you know, if we were based, say, in Glasgow, if someone was in Aberdeen, they're not going to come down every week for that. So it's, it's like it reaches out to more people further, further and wide. Um, so it's been it's been a real benefit to being on Zoom. And obviously, don't want to be putting anyone in any further risk. So it's a great thing that the zoom sessions do seem to be working i think some of the singing teachers have obviously had when lockdown happened you were teaching online you, you moved some of your students and, and you've learned how to do that and i think while it maybe it was suboptimal a few years ago to teach music online i think with workarounds and with it by changing the pacing and stuff yeah, it it does work like we're, it's, it's becoming a really good learning platform I think we're all learning, aren't we, during lockdown, the technology side of things. So well, I know you were talking, Jackie, about editing and stuff earlier on, but um, before we started, but I'm exactly the same. You know, every week after the session as well, we'll often send out um, resources as well to just sort of get something to work on during the week if they want to. It's not it's not like homework, you must do it. But um, so it'll be like, you know, a video of some breathing exercises or a video of a vocal warm up. Um, maybe the song they've been working on, the track of it, etc. But having the ability to sort of get on the computer now and, and actually edit that down and do it. If somebody said two years ago I'd be doing that kind of stuff, I would I honestly wouldn't. I'd just think, no, there's absolutely no way I would manage that. But now it's like a five minute job, do you know what I mean? And it's, um, but it's the same with, with Zoom um, and the same with online. It's making sure you're set up. So it's making sure. You can't see me right now, but my piano's sitting right in front of me. Um, I've got a speaker connected there. I've got a mic here. It's just, we all learn how to work with the current situation. Um, and like I said, I mean, I think a lot of singing teachers went straight online. And at first it was was a nightmare because you didn't know what you were doing, how to work it. But it's it's definitely working so much better now. And for this project, it really does work. It's also a comfort thing because... If you, as a participant, if you're in the room, you might feel extremely anxious about having to sing, having to showcase where you're at, whereas you can put your camera off if you want. You can take a break at any point. You can turn your, you know, and, and actually you can mute yourself. All these different things that give you the safety of being in your own space and still taking part in the, in the workshop and still taking part in each session without feeling that you have to really always be there a hundred percent you can actually be there 20 percent. you know you can you can be somebody could be lying on the sofa taking part on it just whatever however they feel comfortable yeah yeah it's definitely adds that extra layer of flexibility doesn't it um and if you are not having a good day like so many of us do so often um you sort of think well actually i can still join i can just do it from bed <laughs> exactly yeah 
it's great if you with a cup of tea isn't it doing some, you know or some snacks around or whatever and and i think in a, in, a, in a group if you were in in a hall somewhere it wouldn't be quite as relaxed as that and i think that really leans towards this project people being in their own house i mean i don't know i mean turning up to do a workshop in my slippers basically walking from one room to the next it's an absolute joy so um and it does have that sense of relaxation within the session as well yeah and it yeah i guess like you say it adds adds to the kind of relaxed atmosphere which is kind of what we want i think <laughs> speaking for myself anyway there's even a connection with with just some songwriting we were doing last week where we were exploring the notion of home and what home means and you can see everyone has their kind of little safety blanket around them and and your own things and that feeling of safety and that feeling of, of being where you belong but then there, there is the other side of that that was emerging. Sometimes people felt very trapped, very a little claustrophobic that they'd been in for a very long time. And especially sometimes without the energy to kind of, you know, to keep the place like tidy and things like that. So so I could so what we were able to wrestle with there is there's a challenge there. There's a tension there between, you know, the, the home that we that we need and we love and, and, and where all our things and our people are. And also like the sense that we do want to get back out into the world a little bit, but just don't have the, the energy at the moment and just don't have the wherewithal. And that's where the online, these little cameras are little windows into people's lives like that and, and a nice little place for us to look in and, and have a nosy of what everyone else is up to and just remind ourselves that everyone you know is in the same boat or that there are other people in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, that social connection, but the sort of support as well, I think, for sure. And what... Jackie, can you tell that David and I are trying to recruit you to the next cycle? Anyone listening, we still have some spaces left for our third sort of cycle that's coming up quite soon. After the, just after the sort of April school holiday time. You know, if anybody is, is listening to this podcast and, and, and it feels like it resonates and they want to come and give it a try, do, do get in touch with Scottish Opera and, and, and we'd, love, we'd love to see you. Absolutely. And I think that the main thing to say is that it's a no pressure situation. I know that some people were nervous at the very start of the, especially the singing, thinking, am I going to be made to sing on my own? Absolutely not. No, you can do it completely. Like have mic muted, have your camera off. You just go at your own pace. So there is absolutely no pressure on it. And I think as soon as people were, had done the first session, they, they quickly realised that this is actually fine. I mean, like, all of us turning up to something new you're always sort of nervous a bit anxious about it but particularly when you've got to you're thinking i'm going to be singing and especially if you if you've been struggling with that then actually it's just 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 to say to anybody who's thinking about joining it is a, such a relaxed gentle program for you to be part of fab um i'll make sure that there's a link in the show notes to where people can uh, get in touch as well so anybody who has been inspired to come and join you um, can hopefully get in touch that way I'd, I'd also love to name check the whole team to so the three vocal coaches we've got Daniela Hathaway is uh, one of our vocal coaches and also Jessica Leary and myself so it's three of us um, that work and we do we work together we are in quite a lot of communication throughout the week planning and um, making sure and the other thing is it's really great to have to other people you know if, if someone comes up with a, a song suggestion and then it can be maybe that's maybe that's not for this week but maybe a bit further down the line etc so we can all kind of really work together on it to make sure that we're given the best product that we can really um, and we can all pull from each other's 
knowledge because we all get different we all get different backgrounds we've all um, come across different ways of teaching so I think it's a really important thing I think that means that the participants do get quite a wide variety of um, information and it just means that they can pick what works for them use that continue to use what works for you stretch watching the three of them they're a good triple act a good th triple threat I suppose in a sense and then they, they bounced off each other really nicely Martin and I are over in, in songwriting having a swell time with our participants and, and also a shout out to Callum from Scottish Opera who's the other the presence who's just there to make sure everyone's all right just you know just in the background just checking in and everybody uh, making sure people get in and out of zoom okay and helping with the technology he joins us at the songwriting and I can tell he's always just dying to also get involved but he manages to um, restrain himself. And, and Lisa, who's been the, our producer, and of course, Jane, the mighty Jane at Scottish Opera. So it's a great team and it's, it's a great company. Scottish Opera is about adventure, adventures in singing, really, isn't it? And, and the opera voice is such a, a built voice. You know, it's carefully put together so it doesn't break. So we're not teaching people how to sing opera, but we're just teaching people how to sing. With, with these kind of titanium-cased singers like who, who just know how to do it really safely and really gradually. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been absolutely fascinating to hear about what you're up to, and I hope some people listening will be um, inspired to come along and get involved as well or listen to some of the output from it when it gets done. So thank you so much for today and for all that you're doing. Thanks for having us, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much to all of my guests and to you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it or at least found it useful. The Long Covid podcast is entirely self-produced and self-funded. I'm doing all of this myself. If you're able to, please go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash longcovidpod to help me cover the costs of hosting the podcast. Please look out for the next episode of the Long Covid podcast. It's available on all the usual podcast hosting things. And do get in touch, I'd love to hear from you.